You're listening to Charleston's retirement coach, Brandon Bowen. One way you can get to know him better is by visiting bowenfinancialgroup.com. And Brandon, you pride yourself on doing a lot of different things. But in the office, it's informing people about their options and helping people make the best decisions for themselves for their financial future. And you accomplish that for folks that are over the age of 55 by putting together a customized retirement playbook. It is a very detailed plan. It covers a lot of what-ifs in retirement. And Fidelity says that fewer than one in five Americans actually have a written plan for their retirement. And The Motley Fool, those folks say that people who don't are making a massive mistake by not having a written plan. Hmm. Does it really make a difference whether our plan is written down or in our heads? I mean, seriously, we know what we're going to do. We know what our plan is. Why do we have to write it down? Well, we've heard the saying, if you fail to plan, plan to fail. True. Right. And it's not just a saying, especially with something so important as retirement and your money, because all along as you were working and growing and building that money, you had that income coming in. Maybe some people had a budget, maybe some didn't. But once you get to retirement, when that money that you've been growing now needs to start paying you and replacing your income, it becomes critical for you to have that written plan or, you know, a digital plan using some software, that kind of stuff, just not something that's in your head. For example, I've got a super nice couple that came to one of my uh, town hall dinners a few weeks ago where I talked about, it was called the four investor headwinds or four biggest pitfalls to avoid in retirement. And by the way, those four things are, you know, tax problems in the future, not having an income plan, an investment plan or an estate plan. Okay. Okay. So those four things is what I really focused in on that night. Well, come to find out they had just worked really hard. He worked at the paper mill for a long, long time and she had done different things, but none of them really made piles of money every year. It was just, I would say middle income, right? Hmm. They would save. They'd never went into debt, they told me. They would always save up money and just pay cash for things. Nice. And so as we were unpacking their portfolio, they said, Brandon, we just need a second opinion. We've been trying to do some things ourselves, but we're not sure. You know, everything you talked about at that dinner there, that was that really hit home here. And that's that's what we identified with. And Kristen, come to find out, they've got $3.1 million of investable assets. Whoa, good for them. And, and another nine uh, rental properties. Okay. Wow. Like a, like a million dollars worth of investment properties over there, and I'm like, I'm like, folks, I'm like, guys. First off, way to go! Congratulations! I'm talking, yeah, you guys have done it the boring way, but look at your results. I mm-hmm. said, pat yourself on the back. Number one, you know, because I have people coming in here and they're blowing through all kind of money, and I tell them they can't retire with what they're spending and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. But you guys have done a great job. Things are paid off. You got all this money here. But some of the things that they identified with was their portfolio was way too aggressive mm. at this point in this journey. He just retired. He took the package and, and he's retired now. And so when we analyzed their holdings, that $3.1 million, they were 85% in high risk equities. And even though they've got a lot of money by many measurements, mm-hmm. that's a lot of risk for them. It's a lot. It's a lot because when, again, our analysis said, okay, what did these holdings that they're in right now, how did they behave back in 2008? And I showed them that it went down about 50%, their current wow. stuff. Okay. And that's, and that's I, just terrifying right there. I said, how would that feel? And of course you might think you listening, you might think, okay, well now they got 1.5 million. I'll, I'll cry me a river. Right. But no, if your portfolio were to go down 50%, I mean, that's who can Scary. handle that? Yeah. Yeah. So 
they want to reduce that. They said, Brandon, we really only want to be about 50-50 at this point. We want maybe only half of our money to be taking risk, but calculated risk. And then I want, I want the other half to be just safe and protected and just getting modest gains and things. So, so we're taking a look at that. Fees were another thing that a lot of these uh, costly mutual funds that he, w- he was in, mm-hmm. that totaled a little over 1% when we averaged it all out. And so, Kristen, that 1.1% was actually $34,000 a year. Okay, they could be spending that on something else a little more exciting. <laughs> right, right. So they were spending 34000 Now, I'm not saying that they could have had that all with no fees, but right. I'm going to be showing them a strategy where we get that down to just $15,000 awesome. for the whole year. So that's going to free up about eight, a little over $18,000. That's another income, another pension mm-hmm. in retirement, a raise. So I'm thinking they're going to really like that. But then the thing that really just surprised me the most, especially because of all of that real estate they had, is they did not have a trust in place. No trust. Okay. And so the problems that you've got there is, is if they were to pass away with all of those real estate holdings, all these investments, everything they've got going on is going to be public. It's going to take years to pass through probate lawyer fees or it's not uncommon for lawyer fees to take up five to 10% of a gross estate value. My gosh. And I was like, guys, if we can avoid that, let's do it. I said, all we need to do is retitle some of these things. We need to get a trust set up. I said, do do y'all have a lawyer? I know several that I could recommend. You can go and interview each one of them. But this is something, man, even if it costs you $5,000 to get this trust set up and in place, I mean, the cost that you're going to save on all the lawyer fees and the time and the headaches of your kids having to handle all of that it's worth it, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at doing those things. And then as a side note, there's social security. Again, when I see all of these high account values that they have, you I assume wrongly, I guess, but that everybody really understands all these financial concepts. Well, when we were talking about social security, they were unaware of the spousal benefit because remember how she didn't work much outside of the house. Well, they were just going to take her little $600 a month benefit from social security. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. His benefit is much, much higher. It's up around $2,500. Why don't we take the spousal benefit there? And like the what? What spousal benefit? You got to make sure that you understand all of your filing options with Social Security. And again, put this in that detailed written plan so Mm -hmm. that you can go back and revisit it every year as things change. And that'll help you succeed. Find out more at bowenfinancialgroup.com. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors.